Hey, welcome to the Day After Show. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Ryan Hensley. Sorry, we're late. It's my fault. I just got back from Mexico City. Just got a new laptop. I'm back in my element. Thanks for waiting. Uh, this, the title of the show is Should the Niners Resign Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, we're going there today. <laughs> Today's a big Jimmy Garoppolo day. It's a big Jimmy Garoppolo week. He's had three good games in a row, and I feel like people are ready to throw, throw him a parade. Three <laughs> games in a row? He played well? Let's talk. Let's give him his flowers. How has Jimmy Garoppolo improved in your eyes uh, from this year to, I mean, just why is this his best year? Well, I mean, statistically, what jumps out to you is the low turnovers. That's the main thing that you see the biggest difference with Jimmy. Um, I think the reason, the reason being, in my opinion, uh, a lot of things. You know, give him his credit. He obviously started really rough against Denver. Didn't have uh, the offseason um, to get loose and. He has definitely progressed from the Denver game. He's doing well. Probably the best three games he's had. Um, or The last three games have been really good. Yesterday was probably one of the best games he's had, top three of all time, probably for Jimmy. Uh, what I think a lot of it is, is Kyle's learning to use him correctly. Uh, he has the most weapons he's ever had in his life, which is great. I mean, he's got probably the best weapons in the NFL. I think a lot of NFL quarterbacks uh, would do really well with these weapons and uh, the other thing I think that we need to consider is uh, how effective Brian Greasy has been as a quarterback's coach or Scan Gorilla, who I just didn't really get a good impression of um, when he was here. Uh, but I do like Brian Greasy. So I think all those things combined is contributing to Jimmy's success. Greasy's definitely getting results. Here's yeah. what I'm seeing from Jimmy and why I was down on him. I really, really – I like Jimmy as a guy, but as a quarterback and a pro, I didn't like him. And what I saw from him was a guy who really – did what he needed to do to get a big contract. But he only played seven games. And frankly, it seemed not right that he was rewarded with such a big contract after such a little sample size. But what he showed in those seven games was a guy who has zip on his passes, makes good, quick decisions. He looked like he might be a top 10 quarterback. Then he got paid. And I thought for the next four years, he played sloppy and reckless. And like a rookie, I mean, he would throw passes off. He had no zip for four years on his passes. Just mm -hmm. everything was off his back foot, never stepped into his throws, never transferred his weight, never stepped up in the pocket. And then mm -hmm. as, as a decision maker, I mean, he'd force throws, telegraph throws. He played like a rookie. I thought he got his decision making got worse. And so now all of a sudden, he's transferring his weight. He's throwing with zip. He's making good decisions. And I think it's quite amazing that all of a sudden – He's showing it again for the first time since like 2017, and I have my theories as to why, but that is what he's doing. He's transferring his weight, throwing with zip, and making good decisions, which is what all the Niners wanted from him the entire time. Yeah. But now he's doing it. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I didn't, I haven't noticed the transferring of weight thing. I'll start paying attention to that now that you but, but, but don't, But don't you feel like there's a little bit more zip on his throws? Yes, definitely. Yeah. He's getting it to the sideline. He's, he's taking those throws. And yeah. he's stepping up in the pocket and extending plays. Never used to do that. Yeah, you know, the one thing that could be attributed to Greasy, if he is, uh, you know, transferring his weight, maybe that's something to do with Greasy. Maybe he could take some credit for that. Uh, I have noticed his passes coming out a little quicker. But I think something that, you know, that we're, we definitely have to consider is the Christian McCaffrey outlet is huge for Jimmy Garoppolo because it gives him somebody that can catch the ball in the backfield on an outlet as opposed to like, uh, you know, the outlets to like typical running backs. They don't have the hands like Christian McCaffrey and they're not going to turn it. Uh, into what he's able to turn to. Even if you have Debo back there, his hands are not like Christian McCaffrey's. Um, so I think Christian McCaffrey, now that I'm seeing it, has been huge for him. You know, Debo, Kittle, Jennings, uh, Ayuk, they can all run routes. And if it's not open, 
he can just turn to the left or the right and find uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I think that's a, another big part of what Jimmy's doing. He's not like he's throwing the ball downfield. I think he had one pass completed over 20 yards all game yesterday, which mm. was that off the script play, which is good. Which is a really good play uh, to Kittle, which I like. And, you know, Jimmy is playing better, but I think Greasy's part of it. CMC's part of it. Kyle's part of it. Uh, and just having all those weapons in general, uh, all those things to come together. And the other thing that we haven't brought up yet also is probably – uh, he hasn't faced a lot of good defenses um, outside of Denver, and that's the game where he struggled the most. Like a lot of people saying, you know, if, if Jimmy could play like he did against the Cardinals every week, I mean, the Niners will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he didn't face a, a pass rush last night. So he's not going to play like that every week, and he doesn't get to face the Cardinals every game. But if he has time to throw right now, he's dicing people up. So I, I'm going to get into some theories as to why I think he's magically uh, – suddenly flipped a switch, had a light bulb go off in his mind as to how to play quarterback the right way. But he's playing the position the right way. And as long as he keeps this up, uh, the Niners are in good shape. But I just want to point out that this Jimmy's done all this before. He's had good three-game stretches in November. He's Mr. November. Let me know when he does something of of uh, importance in, in January or February. I think that's the bar for Jimmy at this point. A lot of people being like, oh, do we owe Jimmy an apology? Like, mm, not until he does something in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm gonna. You know, hats off to Jimmy. I've been nothing but complimentary on the guy lately, and so he, he deserves it. But for me, it's yet to be seen if he can continue this long term and into the playoffs. That's the biggest. That's the biggest question mark for me. Can Jimmy perform in the playoffs? And he's got a good test ahead of him in December. I know we're gonna talk about that soon, but December is looking a lot tougher than we had thought, even or that I had thought even uh, recently, especially with the emergence of Washington. So we'll talk about that more also. And you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. I, I didn't think that was going to move the needle much, but the one thing I think is pretty clear, it helps Jimmy in the sense that he, do, he does have a tendency to force passes. Yeah. And now he doesn't have to. Right. If he checks down to McCaffrey, that's eight yards. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably not a coincidence that Jimmy hasn't thrown a pick since McCaffrey's been on the team. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a big, big part of it. Rich says he's not getting hit much either. He isn't all banged up right now. Big difference from last year. Yeah, but when did he get banged up last year? Mid-December? He's got a long way to go, which is why I say, hey, good going, Jimmy. Good start. But you're like halfway there right now. And still, I have questions about Jimmy. So he's, he's, he's transferring his weight. He's making good decisions. My ultimate question with Jimmy is his mental toughness. Yeah. Mental toughness. How are you going to play in the fourth quarter of a playoff game? Because right now, you have the worst, the lowest fourth quarter playoff passer rating in the history of the sport. And it's not a fluke. So there's, there's certain players on this team that I question their mental toughness. Him, McGlinchey, in the past, Tart. I mean, frankly, why did he drop that ball? That was a big moment. So that's what Jimmy has to prove, his mental toughness, I think, and among other things. But that's a big one this year. Yeah, and I think part of the reason he's not being sacked this year, I mean, the line is doing uh, better than anticipated. But I think that a lot of that is because Kyle's – I think Jimmy's passes are coming out quicker than ever now. Like the, the routes that they're designing for him, the quick outlets, the ball's coming out really, really quick. And so not a lot of time to get to get sacked or for the line to 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 give up sack. Well, well, another reason he's improving is I think Kyle has abandoned the idea of teaching Jimmy his offense. I mean, he's, he tried for years. I want you under center. I want to do play action. Jimmy's not good at it. It's not his thing. He wants to be in the shotgun. It's what he didn't. In New England, it's what he did in 2017. It's what he's doing right now. And what he does is he gets the ball in the shotgun and he makes quick decisions, distributes the ball to playmakers, and let them do the work. Yeah. And and every single guy he throws to is dangerous. He's got like six weapons on the offense right now. So that's part of it. 
Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, the play, they did have the one great play action to George Kittle yesterday, but against, yep. against Arizona. Yep. Um, but I think, like, like what I kind of what I mentioned earlier, a lot of this is Kyle Shanahan scheming uh, around Jimmy. And yep. so it, it's working uh, so far and so good. You know, when they face these tougher defenses and these tougher yeah. teams, that's when we're really going to see what's up. I'll, real quick, this is a side note, but I want to uh, all of us, quality control, uh, take credit. Give Jesse Naylor the most credit by far. But this whole tipping thing, I think the Niners used it for a big play. There was one play where they ran left for 20 yards with McCaffrey, and if you look at Trent Williams, he deliberately puts his left leg back. I think they talked about it. It was like, let's use it for one play. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm taking credit for that. That was us. I, we brought it to the was, forefront. We made that happen. <laughs> I think there was uh, at least two. I saw I saw another one where they he, he was lined up in a passing formation mm-hmm. and they ran the ball. Or not passing formation, but how he normally lines up yeah. with his feet when he's pass protecting, they ended up running the ball. So I saw there's at least two plays where that, that occurred. The, if Trent Williams is really, really wants to play that way and doesn't want to just kind of have the same stance every time he wants, then all he has to do is throw a change-up curveball in there a couple times a game. You don't know when it's coming. And that way, as a defender, you don't feel comfortable just teeing off on those keys because the two times you're wrong could be touchdowns, right? Right. That's all right. you got to do. And, and honestly, the tipping's not going to really matter when you're playing the Cardinals, you know? Yeah. If, if, yeah. if it matters, it'll matter against a team where it's a lot more competitive. You know, Cardinals, Trent Williams could tell tell everybody on the team what the hell they're doing, and they would still yeah. be the Cardinals. I played uh, baseball in high school, and Odell was a pretty good school. And I remember one kid was a year older than me. We were in uh, playing fall ball, and he was really good one day. And he started. You ever see pitchers like when they're warming up, and they'll start they'll, they'll, they'll motion to the catcher they're going to do. This is a fastball. That's a curveball. He was just doing that on the mound. Fastball. <laughs> it's like they couldn't hit him. It was hilarious. Jason Lutz says, "Good win. Still got to trade Kyle Shanahan. Wait until midseason every year to get rolling is unacceptable." Jimmy Garoppolo is playing great, but I don't trust him in January. Yeah, I mean, kind of, pretty much. Uh, this season has been going on forever, and it feels like it still hasn't started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think December is going to be the true tell for for the 49ers. We'll see where they're at after December. Yeah, um, and we're going to get there in a minute, but I want to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo because the question of the show is, should the Niners re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo? The yeah. qu- my, my question for you, Ryan, is is there any scenario in which the Niners will give Jimmy Garoppolo like a big multi-year extension this offseason like they did four years ago? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if he plays really well in the postseason and wins the Super Bowl, it plays well in the Super Bowl game. I could definitely, definitely see it happen. But that's what it's going to take, in my opinion. I don't think anything less than a Super Bowl win with Jimmy playing well uh, is going to cut it. Now, if the 49ers go into the postseason, Jimmy does bad, but they still somehow win, I still don't think they're going to extend him at that point. So I think the only way that they extend Jimmy Garoppolo is if he is responsible for uh, postseason success, particularly a Super Bowl win. I could see the Niners resigning him if he signs a super if, if he does everything that you just said. But I wouldn't. I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I think no, I'm serious. I, I yeah. think Jimmy Garoppolo is one of these guys who has good contract years. I think he's a good player. And he can he like look at him right now. When he's healthy and legitimately motivated, maybe that's the wrong word, incentivized mm-hmm. to play his best. Look at him. He did it in 2017. He got he became the highest paid player in the league. I mean, no one saw Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Niners and playing that well. That was amazing. And now he's kind of doing it. I don't know how much money he's going to get, and he still has further to go. But I don't trust a player like this. Like you're, why do you play football, Jimmy? Because you love it and you have to be the best. I don't think so. 
Because what happened was he he played like that to get the contract, and then for four years he played like he was like ah you know whatever. I threw a pick, <laughs> I threw a touchdown, <laughs> whatever. And now it's like uh oh, I'm a free agent next year. Okay, I won't throw picks anymore. Like, oh, really? That's the kind of guy you are? So I feel like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, He's in the position right now where he knows this contract he gets next is going to be the last one. 31 years old. He's probably not even going to see the end of the contract. But it's probably going to have a big signing bonus. And that's his biggest, his last big payday. So... We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo, what he can do when he's properly motivated. Good thing for the 49ers. But if they want to keep him around, they got to find a way to keep him like on a year-to-year incentivization. That's not a word. Plan. And I don't think that – if he keeps playing this well, some team might fork over a, a three-year deal. Fully guaranteed. Like Kirk Cousins. And, and shame on any team that does that. Because you already know what's going to happen. First name, Kiara. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah so i mean we've seen the story before he played amazing in 17 but let's walk through it help me help me remember because i'm not sure how great my memory is here 2017 he joined the 49ers with about five games left balled out they gave him that contract 2018 he got hurt pretty early right when did we, when did he get hurt in the 2018 season do you remember week three now if you remember though mm-hmm. that so 2017 he balled out he was playing basically the patriots offense 2018 he's trying to learn kyle shanahan's offense they get smoked week one Mm-hmm. Week two, they win, but barely. He gets sacked six times against the Lions. Week yeah. three, they get smoked, and he uh, tears his ACL. So that season was not off to a great start. And then 2019, it started off with that five-pick practice in, in at the end of training camp, and Kyle was, like, really uh, stressing the entire year. And anytime Jimmy did anything bad, it was like, we're running the ball. We're, we're running the ball. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, we're a passing team now. Have yeah. to be. Yeah. So I think that, that's kind of my point. If you walk through this timeline – when Jimmy was free, new to the team, playing like Jimmy, he did great. Yeah. 2018, started learning Kyle's stuff, then got injured. Bad 2018, thing. Kyle's stuff. Yeah. Lost the big lost a big game, the big pass in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan didn't really trust him after that. So you see the pattern here. And now what I what I saw in this last game against the Cardinals is the most trust I've ever seen Kyle Shanahan give mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some of this isn't really just Jimmy playing for the money. Maybe a lot of it is Kyle Shanahan and the way he's coaching Jimmy. Because Fair. differences through that. Because the, the way I see it, it pisses me off that Jimmy can do this. It's like, oh, yeah. now you're transferring your weight. Because mm-hmm. like, it's like what, it, what pisses me off about it, it's not my money. But, man, the, the Niners paid you a lot of money to be the best, to be on point with your mechanics and your preparation. And it, you weren't. Mm-hmm. You were sloppy with your mechanics. You were sl- you were careless with your decision making. And from what people have reported, you you, you treat the job like a six month of, of, out of the year job. I mean, you're MIA half the year. That's why they tried to replace you. If you could do this stuff all the time, you yeah. never would have gotten replaced. And I just wonder, did he like all of a sudden realize, all of a sudden find a, a standard? of excellence that he wants to uphold just because that's who he is? Or is he like, you know what? I'm about to get $50 million signing bonus. Let's get it, baby. Yeah. I don't know. Who is I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo? Why does he play football? Yeah, I mean, it's motivating for anybody. I don't know. After you already have $135 million, I don't know if it's as motivating, but definitely be motivating for me. Uh, I think about it, though. If you're a 31-year-old athlete, you think, man, this is my last payday, maybe, yeah. period. Maybe, yeah. period. Yeah. 
definitely should be motivated. I mean, millions, yeah. millions or millions, no matter how much you already have already. But uh, I think this is the year where we judge the Kyle Shannon and where we judge Jimmy Garoppolo. They have everything they need. They've honestly had a really easy schedule up until this point. And so when we look back on this season, we're going to look at this the schedule that they had, the weapons that they had, the roster. And this is when you could clearly judge Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan um, moving forward. I think this is the season where they got to go all in and they got to they got to win the thing because I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to have a better roster next year. Um, I agree. Yeah. One thing to remember with Jimmy, why he's playing so well, he's cheap this year. In the past, he was very expensive, and you they've put together a really good team around him because he's cheap and motivated. Yeah, it's The Niners don't understand this. They're all about rewarding players and being like, oh, you worked really hard, and you were grinding because you had incentive, and you let's take away all incentive and give you, let's just set you for life <laughs> and hope that you'll play the same way because you're a good, like, no, there's human nature, Jed, even though you don't really understand that. And right. so you have a cheap and motivated Jimmy Garoppolo right now, and if he wins a Super Bowl, the Niners can be like, okay, let's make him fat and satisfied, just like Debo Samuel. No! No, we've seen fat and satisfied Jimmy Garoppolo from 28 to 30. It was not fun. I didn't like it. I don't if know. But if there's one thing I wish the 49ers front office would do is wait to pay guys as long, yes! as, long as you can. And not from yes! the player standpoint, more, more power to the players, but from the 49ers standpoint, motivate these guys. Uh, give, wait as long as you can. Because here's why. When, when these players are trying to get the next contract – they're marketing themselves. And it may not be truthful. It's like, I am the hardest working player. I go to every practice. I, I block super hard. Like, that's what Ayuk's doing right now, right? I'm the best route. I, I take blocking seriously. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But what about when you get the next contract? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it's not that you're, you're a fraud. It's just it's, you're human. And football's yeah. brutal. So mm-hmm. to act like Debo did it, Kittle did it, I am marketing myself as a throwback. I love I love the physicality. And I'm going to bring it every week. Oh, I got paid? You know what? Maybe I'll bring it twice a month. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pace myself for the playoffs. It's that kind of thing. And that's just the way it goes. And that's why I feel like Bill Belichick doesn't necessarily give out a ton of big second and third contracts. He yeah. wants the hungry players. It's human nature, man. It is. It's human you nature. It. You can't write that off as, as nothing. It's nope. absolutely human nature. And we all would be similar. You know, there's some of us that even after getting paid still have that desire to be the best of the best. Yeah, Jerry Rice. Yeah. And that's why we that's why he's a legend. There's yeah. not many people like him and Steve Young and Joe Montana and frankly I just don't think Jimmy is. But doesn't mean he won't win the Super Bowl this year. He's motivated. Yeah. He's playing his best and he's transferring his weight and he's protecting the football. God love you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, he's having a good he's having a good season and shout out to him three three games in a row no turnovers. First time in his career. So, don't resign him. Do not resign him. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. It'd be like the Joe Flacco thing. It'd be like yeah. the, Joe Flacco played his ass off in those playoffs. Super Bowl MVP still wasn't worth it. One of the worst decisions in, in, in Ravens franchise history. Set him back for half yeah. a decade. Yeah. G Code says, was the pitcher Tyson Ross? No, he was professional. He was like a professional athlete from the time. He would never do that. It was this kid named Chris Perry who uh, was a year older than me, and he ended up playing high school no college football somewhere and he got a uh he went to the Niners local pro day workout I remember that it was a big deal we were all very proud of him <laughs> Jim Tom Sula worked him out he was a DN Chris Perry uh Scotty Dippin says Niners have beaten six lottery teams we, we gotta relax yes true the Niners haven't beaten a playoff team outside their division yet if Good you're man. the if you're the Jets do you make the move for Jimmy Garoppolo make the move how when 
This year? After the season. After the season. I don't know. Depends on how the season plays out. You know, I I personally still want a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield. I, I watch the NFL. I don't just watch the 49ers. And I watch college. Shit, hell, I watch high school kids yeah. that throw the ball downfield. And that's an exciting, awesome part of football. That, and Jimmy just doesn't have that. And that's what, like we, we were just praising him how he's improved. He 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 hasn't improved in that way. And I don't see how you can really win a Super Bowl without a lot of luck against Patrick Mahomes or if if you can't throw the ball more than twenty yards down the field. I just don't think it's going to happen unless there's a ton of injuries or I mean things happen in football. Nightwatcher says, "Go Niners, Grant. Can we see the jacket you're wearing? He wants you tomorrow. Do you see? All right. What's, what's the back?" Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to have, nice. I used to have a jacket, like not the QC one, but I had a similar, those starter ones uh, when I was in like sixth grade, looked just like that. It was dope. Yeah, the starter, the, do they still make stuff? The starter hat, starter jacket's really cool. They're bringing them back, I just saw. They actually. should. Yeah, because yeah, everything 90s is like back in style now, right? Yeah. It's weird seeing like 17-year-olds wear Doc Martens. I was like, I'm like, hold on. Those weren't cool in 96. They're yeah. not cool now. Take them off. <laughs> You see, like, Doc Martens and Bell Bottoms. Like, again? Again? <laughs> I'm telling you, 17-year-olds, it wasn't cool in the 90s. It was a bad look. Yeah. Yep. I thought. Yep. Doc Martens was a very Caucasian look. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the whites lo- the whites love the Doc Martens. Shreddy, War- Shreddy Murphy says, Hey, at Ryan, I saw Debo get, uh, get a toss play opposite the sideline. He lied up on just like you said. Then the next play, Debo was a reverse for TD. Dude, our- quality control is so real. Shetty Murphy, one of my favorite names on here. Novin says Ayuk hit the cameraman in the in the peanuts after a second touchdown. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. You see that? Ayuk's yeah. a menace. Edward, thank you. Um, Matthew Grant, good call on Mason and Purdy and their top notch talent being held back because Kyle had no vision. That air handoff was inspired. <laughs> I wonder who who was that on. I wonder that was hilarious. But I think that is like a part of why Jeff. I, I was never a Brock Purdy guy. I like Jordan Mason. I think that's probably on Jordan Mason. If I had to guess, it's, it's a Jordan Mason. I think I saw some of that earlier. That's probably why he's not seeing a lot of the field. But when he's running, he, he looks good to me still. Yeah. G.I. Jones says, can we finally say Kinlaw's a bust? Um, Getting close, but I don't know. The thing that sucks about him is it feels like what's the next move for the Niners? Uh medical staff like they he just went to the number one acl surgeon in the country the world he, he just did that so what's the next move i don't know to me I, when i say bust i don't look at injury as the reason to call people bust i look at they didn't live up to their expectations by their play so for me it's just like a unfortunate never had the opportunity to do to see you know but yeah. hopefully it does we'll, we'll see the thing about him is, I, I, in the back of my mind, I kind of feel like, just let's see what happens when he leaves the Niners. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of people a lot of times people success. who can't stay healthy leave the Niners, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, they don't have injury issues anymore. What the hell yeah. happened? Right. So, Josh Wyatt says, I called for a blowout, but it was better than I anticipated. The formula we saw will lead to less injuries and will present consistent dilemmas for defenses sustainable, or will Kyle regress? Yeah, I think yesterday was cool because they found an identity and it's pass first. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait. Which, which you were saying and I was saying both – I think both of us all last week were saying that they need to be passing more. Uh, yeah. You know, that you got to trust Jimmy. He's your quarterback. If he's your quarterback, you got to trust him, right? So yeah. 
he finally did. And, and I, uh, it's been half a season of the Niners lining up under center and tossing left and right, and neither of those plays working. I yeah. mean, come on. You got to adjust. It worked last year. It doesn't work this year. Right. Teams are determined to take that stuff away. So the pass is wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, couple more. Couple more? <laughs> Josh Wyatt. Got you. My bad, Josh. Uh, official BNA Music 88 says Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo will get a Mike and Ike's deal with a Super Bowl win. Mike and Ike's. Debo will for sure. Voice, <laughs> what's Jimmy's deal going to be if he wins? <laughs> My girlfriend is from Mexico. They were booing the band because they are a regional band, meaning they bounce from the U.S. to Mexico to perform. They wanted one of their true locals to be on stage. Mm. Look, I was whatever, the reason, whatever the reason was, all 80,000 people knew it. And they were not, like, polite about it. Americans, if they didn't like person, they probably just go get a hot dog or something and not watch it. Everyone was like, boo! It was so funny. Yeah, you know, really you know what's crazy about that stadium? They said there's, what, 80,000 people there? Yeah. When you watch it from TV, because, like, all the stands are covered, you barely even see people. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like, you didn't even, it didn't look like anyone was there, to be honest. So it's kind of interesting. The press box is not enclosed. Like it was made in 1960, and they haven't exactly refurbished it or whatever. So yeah. the, the press box is just the top row. Of the, uh, and it, so it's like usually there's very thick glass between us, and it's, it's quiet. If It's almost like being in a library. This was like the loudest experience. It was a lot of fun. It was like being in the Superdome. Superdome's the same way. But yeah. that's an actual dome. This is open air. Yeah, you can hear people. You just couldn't really see the crowd. Gregory Young says, nice to see Jimmy Garoppolo see the linebackers, safety, assassin in the middle uh, and go to his next read. Greasy might have found a way to coach Jimmy Garoppolo up, unlock Kyle Shanahan has. Yeah, I know the best way to coach up Jimmy Garoppolo is to make his contract expire at the end of the season. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, it's time to make some money. Okay, coach, here I go. Keneal yeah. says, contract your Jimmy equals Hemi G, Hemi Guap. Hey, man, I wouldn't bet against contract your Jimmy. This guy knows how to make money. He's good at it. He's way better at it than me. And I think I'm decent. He's really good. J-Mill sounds, sounds like your computer drank the water in, in MX. Really? My computer? Sounds fine to me, at least. Man, this isn't my computer. It's a new computer, and this one is not the one that was in uh, MX. Hopefully, it's okay. All right. Oh, maybe he's talking about your computer in Mexico. Oh, right? yeah. Nah, go. man. It, it crapped out before it had a chance to. <laughs> it, 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 was dead by, it was dead on arrival. Yeah. All right. So... Everyone's talking about Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, all the great weapons the Niners have. Yeah. But it seems like when it's time to like win the game, the guy they lean on is number 25, Mr. Mitchell, mm-hmm. Elijah. Yeah. What do you think of him? I love him, man. I think he's so necessary for this for this team. He's probably one of the most he's probably the most underrated weapon that the 49ers have. Yeah. Uh having him back at least with now that uh Wilson's gone. But now that you got Elijah Mitchell, he's that physical power back. I mean, he ran his routes or, or his runs, excuse me, yesterday. They were a lot tougher. The defense mm-hmm. knew they were going to be running more. They were in between the tackles, and he averaged what I think was 6.6 yards per carry yesterday. Uh, he has yeah. – in every game so far when it's him and Christian, he has more yards per carry. And most of those runs are coming off harder runs that they know are coming. Uh, so without that, that means you got Elijah Mitchell or excuse me, Christian McCaffrey taking those runs. If Elijah Mitchell went down and you had to have Christian McCaffrey all game long, uh, I, I think there would have to definitely be a passing team because I don't see them, you know, punching it down their throat with Christian McCaffrey all game long. Well, what I think is cool about this tandem is that 
I really feel like this Niners team is a passing team. And Mitchell doesn't really give you that much in the passing game. So while he was a perfect starter last year for this team, he set the identity to a, to a degree. That's not the identity of this team anymore. And so what I thought was cool is pass. What they did against the Cardinals was pass 21 times in the first half and run seven times. 17 yeah. points. A lot of passing to Christian McCaffrey. Then in the second half, particularly in Mexico, when you're thinking the Cardinals are going to be tired, hit him with Elijah Mitchell then. Yeah. Wait until the second half when teams are tired and you've built up a lead, and boom, he's the closer, not the starter. And I think that's very clever. Yeah, I think it's smart. I was that's one of the things I was I was pretty much happy with Kyle Shanahan the whole game. But at the halftime, I'm like, where the hell is Elijah Mitchell, man? He's yeah. driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, but I like did like how he came out in the second half and was uh, Elijah Mitchell heavy. So if that was the original plan, that was a really good plan and it worked out. Um, you know, but it would be nice to see him back and forth a little bit more. I don't know, but Hey, I'm not going to complain about that game, and it worked perfect. And Elijah Mitchell is definitely underrated, man. That guy, to me, is the best runner between the tackles on the team. Yeah, I, I, no question about it. And big picture, Kyle Shanahan, his job is to make sure that the Niners, each of, like, I want to say they have six playmakers on offense, that they all get the ball and they get it early. You don't want to go into halftime with some guy not being established at all, although they did that with Mitchell. But so Kyle's job in that opening script is to find a touch for Juszczyk, Mitchell, McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. Mm-hmm. For everyone, I mean, that's what Bill Walsh used to do all the time. That way, when you call plays for them later on in the game, you have a better feel for how that team is going to cover those players. If there's one offensive player that didn't show up yesterday, it was Juwan Jennings. But he's yeah. like seventh, seventh in line, so it wasn't a big deal. But uh, everyone else showed up, and it was strong. And uh, Elijah Mitchell is key, for sure, 100%. Jawan Jennings is interesting. He's a lot like Mitchell. It's just that, in the sense that they're you know late picks that play really hard. Thing with uh, Jennings is he just drops the ball too much. Mm-hmm. It does seem like he has he has the ability to make great catches, and once he has the ball, he's really hard to take down. But man, he tripped over himself and and dropped that that one. I mean, I don't know if it would have been in bounds, but it was actually a good pass. That was one good pass by, by Jimmy. Yeah. The touchdown that he dropped, it could have been a touchdown. It was, I mean, it would have been a tough catch, but it's actually a decent throw. Senior Boat says, Doc Marlins are legit. Quit hating. Great job, <laughs> you know, BT Dev. My wife has two different pairs, man, so I'm going to tell her what she said. <gasps> I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I'm so sorry. That's heck of funny. Yeah. When I think when I see Doc Martens, I think um, – You're talking about the low top? The low tops, the low top Doc Martens. I think, I think, I think like you yeah. smoke cigarettes – you play bass in like a punk rock band. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got your cigarettes rolled in your sleeve. And your yeah, wife. yeah, exactly. You probably yeah, have like a chain wallet. Those are the low top, doc. But if you're a girl and you have the boot, I think that's, I think it's a little It's different. cuter. It's cute. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Rich says Mitchell is a classic downhill runner. He always falls forward. Yeah, but he's fast too. He's like 205 pounds, 210 pounds. He's, as a ball carrier, I mean, he might be top seven, eight in the league. I mean, he's better than Jeff Wilson, who's good. Really good. He's not Jonathan Taylor. He's not Nick Chubb. But he's damn good. And I think, actually, I think he's a better ball carrier than McCaffrey. McCaffrey's a better football player overall than Mitchell. But you know what I'm saying. Yards per carry, it's going to be Mitchell. Last year, honestly, man, I'll be honest, I was kind of, I don't know if I'll say I'm wrong, but I, I didn't really realize that Elijah Mitchell was who he was. I kind of thought he was a product of Kyle Shanahan. Didn't really pay attention to him, but ever since he came back this year, we've only had a couple games, but 
I've been really focusing on watching him. And yeah, I think I really got it wrong. He's he's actually a legit running back. He's not just a product of Kyle Shanahan. I think he'd go anywhere and be a really good back. I agree. When he's on the field, I, as good as McCaffrey looks, this guy looks like he hits the hole harder. He's tougher to bring down. Yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah. Matthew Sanders says, this offense is the best on third down since 94. Is that true? Wow. wow. Could First, Jimmy improve? Uh, could Jimmy's improving be due to a new QB coach? Yeah. We've talked about it. Possible. Mm-hmm. Grant, uh, hey, man, I'm working. The guy I know don't care. Oh, man. <laughs> Last night. Did oh. you see that when I was in my thing? Yeah, yeah, there, hey, yeah. everyone. I'm like, dude. What, how did, what happened after the, the video went off? He just walked. Uh, he walked away. <laughs> he was drunk. I think he was drunk. He yeah. got his. <laughs> All right. So here's something interesting. Niners just destroyed the Cardinals, which is great. Division opponent. The Niners are 4-0 in their division. That's great. They're really putting themselves in a position to win the division, have a first round uh, home game, if not a bye. But well, not a, not a bye probably, but a home game. Yeah. That's great. Only problem is once they get to the playoffs, they're probably not going to be playing NFC West teams anymore. And the Niners are 2-4 and four against teams not in the NFC West. It gets worse. When they face the NFC West teams, they're scoring 30 points per game. And that's when everything looks great. McCaffrey, everything's clicking. And you see the potential. But when they face teams that aren't in the NFC West, 19 points per game. Mm-hmm. Six games against those non-NFC West teams, 116 points. Four games against the NFC West teams, 120 points. So they're struggling against teams they don't know that well. It's possible. This is just a fluke. Early in the season, there were reason. There was a monsoon. There was a day. It could just be, you know, one of those things. Or there could be something here. We'll find out in the next few weeks because the Saints are coming to town on a short week. The Niners are tired. They had a, a very long road trip and they had an emotional win over a division opponent. This is a classic game they would lose to the Saints. They should destroy the Saints. Saints aren't good. Andy freaking Dalton, are you kidding me? But let's see. Are the Niners for real? If so, They'll start taking care of these non-division opponents too. Yeah, and I think part of it is these division opponents are kind of weak, man. Like we came in, in the season, we thought they would be better than than they are right now. The Rams, awful. Awful. Cardinals, yeah, that awful. Kyle Shanahan has, knows McVay like the back of his hand. Uh, Kingsbury and these Cardinals are awful. awful. Kingsbury <laughs> especially, man. I feel bad yeah. for the good players in that team because Kingsbury is, is – he didn't even win in college. He does not deserve that job. Yeah, he's he's not great, man. Uh, and then even the Seahawks, great coach. They're overplaying, so their 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 roster is not that strong on paper, but they're playing better than their roster says. So even against the Seahawks, they're they beat a team that they're superior to on paper. Um, so you know you're you kind of expect them to beat up these teams um, based on Kyle Shanahan knowing them really well, knows these coaches really well, and they're all kind of weak. They're all kind of down. Um, you know, it's kind of like kind of like kicking a dead horse a little bit with these teams. So, uh, you know, the test is coming in December. Like, that's really where where they're going to have to figure out who they are. Um, you know, besides besides the Seahawks, what teams have they played that have a winning record right now? Do you know? Are there any besides well, the Seahawks? Well, have they beaten? I mean, I, the Chargers maybe? But that Chargers team they faced was like the Chargers B team. Defeated. Yeah. I mean, really, it seems like the only good team they've beaten is Seattle. And... They no. haven't beaten a, a playoff team that's not in their division. And if they're going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat like three or four of those at some point in a row. Yeah, that's why I don't really feel like we can judge this team one way or the other completely right now. I mean, they've had three good games, and that's great. I'm not trying to take it away from them or Jimmy or Kyle. 
Uh, it was exciting to see what, what I thought was almost the perfect game. I mean, they did everything I wanted them to do yesterday, even including bringing in Jordan Mason. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, really happy with all that. But I think the test is still ahead, you know. It's absolutely still ahead. And I, I think what, what I wanted to do in Mexico City was give the Niners – Ultimate praise for that game. I gave him nothing but A's. But yeah, I so. didn't want to go overboard with a big picture statement like, oh, now they're the team to beat in the NFC. They beat Arizona. And yeah, they destroyed Arizona, but it's still Arizona. Oh, if Jimmy plays like that every week, he won't. Eventually, he's going to have to face a pass rush yeah. and a team that can actually cover some of his wide receivers. Uh, we're going to see that in the next few weeks. We're going to see it in the playoffs. Yeah. So... I still feel like this is the kind of team, the Niners, that could run the table in the regular season the rest of the way, not lose another game, and somehow lose in the first round at home. I don't trust this team until they start. They, they talk too much about what they've done in the past. Why do you think? Does this? It's kind of we we did this last year. Did it, you haven't done anything? You're not champions. You haven't done anything. Establish the standard now. And it's like okay, you beat the Cardinals, great. Like you you know you keep beating teams in your division. It's important. Got to do it. But you, you've played these teams a million times, and you're better than them. You freaking should beat them. Yeah. You've lost to some teams that you're better than this year. You've lost to three teams you're better than this year that you should have beat. Why? Is it just because it was a fluke early in the season, or is it because there's a, there's a problem here? I, I guess we'll find out. You know, I think my my score prediction for this last game was the best uh, or the most accurate I've had. All, you all killed season. it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, pessimism took over. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, honestly, that uh, the reason why my prediction was so accurate this time is really because the 49ers finally played up to their potential. Yeah. And so every time I, when, I, when I think about the game, I'm assuming that they're going to play up to their level, uh, and they just haven't been, haven't been. This time they did. But when you're looking at this schedule, the next game up is the Saints. That should be a W. It better yeah. be. But then you got December. Uh, December is going to be the hardest month for the 49ers. They got the Dolphins, the Bucks. The Seahawks in Seattle and the Commanders who are playing really well right now. Right. Uh, Seahawks in Seattle on a, on a short week, too. Yeah, there's four yeah. teams all over 500. The Dolphins yeah. have a really good record. Seahawks have a good record. The Bucks are over 500. Commanders are at 500 who just kind of got new life with this young quarterback. And so, you got this little trap game right coming up right now. I'm, I'm just saying, short week, Thanksgiving, emotional win. This is when the Niners let down. Exhausted, emotionally drained. Tryptophan, I'm, they're going to beat the Saints, but they're looking ahead to this four-game stretch. It's legit. Don't forget about the Saints either. But Andy Dalton, I mean, come on. He's like Colt McCoy yeah, with redder hair. They better be the Saints. I got them. So they're 6-4 right now. I got them with a W against the Saints and then finishing the season against the Raiders and Cardinals with Ws. The question marks for me are the Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, and Commanders. Like, I don't know. Maybe they go 2-2. Two and two. Maybe they go three and one. Maybe they go one and three. I don't know. Are the commanders like winning games ever since they went to Heineke? Is yeah. that the deal? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So these teams have all kind of found ways to win. The Niners have their way to win with Jimmy. Be interesting. Hey, if they beat the if they beat the Dolphins at home, that's a big confidence booster. And I want to say this win against the Cardinals is a big confidence booster. But it's it's what they needed. They, yeah. They needed a confidence booster heading into the Chiefs game and they lost to the Falcons. Like, if they're going to really take themselves seriously in the playoffs, they need to start doing this. I don't see how they can take themselves seriously as a Super Bowl contender if they're, like, squeaking past the Chargers. Like, come on. No, do yeah. this. Yeah. And, and, it, and it builds that confidence and it builds that trust in each other, in the program, and Kyle and Jimmy. So now, you know, they're coming after the, after this game. You saw Debo. He's tweeting good things about, about Jimmy. 
that's good energy, man. Now that now they're confident they're riding high, they just got to be very careful not to think that the Cardinals is the measure, right? They got to be, you know, celebrate your win. Yeah, he's had an amazing game in Mexico. Come do it again against the Saints, yeah, uh, on Sunday. That that's what's going to really be a, a little more telling, but even more so. December. That that's going to be tough. I don't know if fans are kind of underestimating December. I think a little bit. I just feel like this team in 2019 when they went to the Super Bowl, no one really picked them nationally. Teams in uh, analysts didn't like them, and the Niners kind of came out every week proving themselves until they were eight and zero. Yeah. This team, like every time they win one game, national media is like, boom, there it is, Super Bowl team. And I I, I feel like the Niners uh, listen to it and are affected by it. And that's why I feel like, yeah, there is. They could beat any. They could beat Philly. They could. I don't know if they could beat Kansas City, but maybe they could beat any team in the league. But at the same time, like they have the ability to just really fall short of what they're capable of. And, and maybe that's not going to happen anymore this season. Maybe it's not. But yeah. so far, it's been happening when they play anyone that's not in the NFC West. The only time they've played up to their potential in a non-division game is when they played Carolina. That's it. It's the only time. Yeah, and I got a, I got a question for you too in regards to kind of along these lines. Uh, we kind of see a pattern from Kyle Shannon where at least the last two seasons, where they start slow, but he starts to figure things out as the season goes on, which is good. But isn't it also bad? Like I, I don't know that you can't start fast. Also, like you know, I, I, is, I'm like struggling to determine which is this good that he's figuring things out later, or is it bad that he just hasn't been able to figure it out early? I mean, it's you it's know, or is it both. It, at least he can figure it out eventually. Some coaches can't. Yeah. I don't think the Fanny Hackett's going to figure it out. Right. But <laughs> the best coaches aren't like punting half a season. Yeah. Which is essentially what he's done the last two years in a row. Like, hey, uh, as long as we tread water and we're like not too far under 500 by week 10, we'll be good. I don't think you can do that consistently. I mean, maybe they'll do it two years in a row. Maybe, maybe you can since there's seven seeds now and. It seems like that's almost by design. He's thinking, you know, I don't want to have a strenuous training camp. And I don't want to play my players in in a preseason at all. So it's going to take me a while to figure out what I'm doing on offense. Yeah, maybe that has part to do with it. They, they kind of use the first few games as as preseason. Diagnostic, almost. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the well, NFL is such a weak product, dude. No one really talks about it because we all yeah. – I mean, we, we, make, we talk about it for, for money and people play fantasy football and no one really cares. Uh, but – Damn, it's so mediocre now. The, the teams hardly practice. The I mean, September's a joke. Offenses don't really even get into their own, uh, get into rhythm until November these days. It's like, I don't know. And there's no great teams. We grew up with great, all-time great teams. Yeah. Like, you could talk about the 94 Niners or the 98 Broncos. There were teams we grew up with that were go up against any team all-time. Now it's like, what's the team that's like a little bit mediocre plus? That's the Super Bowl champion. Yeah, the Rams last year? A lot of it might have to do with the salary cap. You know, they, they, everyone's a little bit it's closer. mostly about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's what a lot of this is. And, you know, to going back on what I was talking about with Kyle Shannon, it is better to get hot at the right time towards the end of the season. So maybe that is a better strategy than getting hot early. Yeah. That's true. And I think most fans probably like parity. Owners like it. I think most fans would rather feel like their team has a chance than to watch some team in another market be great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cisco Kid says, Rookie of the Year, <laughs> old movie, young kid, broke arm, healed through 90 miles an hour fastball, uh, shoulder surgery, getting closer to throwing Hail Mary's go Niners. Yeah, that's uh, Jimmy. He's Rookie of the Year. That was a good movie. Yeah. 
Beyond reasons, Ian T says this, the game ball belongs to Kyle Shanahan. Loved it. Yeah, he did a really good job. Gave it to John York. <laughs> <laughs> the Niners have to bend over backwards to, to praise their owners. It's so funny. They're so great. They do. It's like they're supposed to send you to freaking the Air Force Academy. They're supposed to. CT losses. Did you see the news after the game? They said Jimmy G is like a god to the Mexican football fans. He said the fans went nuts when he took the field. Was that true? I wouldn't say he's like a god. That's kind of disrespectful. But no, they really uh, treated him like he was freaking Justin Timberlake or something. <laughs> well, he's got. I mean, he's, he's probably better looking than Justin Timberlake. I just think they like his. Got a beat. Terror Dome says Grant, your travel show should be Grant Cone. Grant Cohn places. I don't get it. Cohen places. Oh, yeah. I don't pronounce my name that way, though. But, yeah, it's funny. Great job. Question is, is Jimmy G a Pro Bowl candidate? I don't know. I don't think they – maybe. He would have to throw more down the stretch. That would be crazy. It could be. It would be crazy. He's got the weapons. I mean, he's – honestly, he should be a Pro Bowl candidate, dude. Like, you got some talent. You got all the weapons in the world. Like, what is the problem? And so far, last month – Putting up good numbers, efficient numbers. RWJ all day says it's Trey's team. He got hurt. Only reason Jimmy is playing can't re-sign him. Kyle doesn't want distractions, right? Ryan, thanks again for the number 11 jersey. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, I gave away a, a – he won the Brandon Ayuk jersey. He predicted the Bills-Chiefs game. I gave away another one last night, uh CMC jersey to a kid. So, yeah, you're welcome, sir. Seth Harvey says two are going to be on his back all game week 13. Could be. Could be. It's a ball off quick, too, though. He's kind of like Jimmy. He's gonna get, he's gonna get, Mike, Mike McDaniel's not going to let Nick Bosa attack Tua all game long. I wouldn't. I can't surprised. wait for that game. I can't wait for yeah. that game. It's going to be great. Luke says, come playoffs, who's the biggest threat to the Niners in a Super Bowl run? Probably unpopular opinion. I'm only worried about Tampa Bay. God forbid they heat up. I'm worried about the Cowboys. They have a legit defense. Their defense is good, and their offense has been better. up Until last night, they've been better than the 49ers. So they worry me. Matthew says, does that mean Jimmy Garoppolo will throw underhand for Super Bowl win? That's how it ended at, at uh, <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Silverado Kev says, re-sign him? Nah, but he's playing well. And say, G, when I text you bars like contract, Jimmy, I'm going to need a text back, LOL. Sorry, man, I was in Mexico. It was hard. But I appreciate you, Silverado Kev. <laughs> All right, that's the show. I'll be back in an hour with my pops to talk about more Niner stuff. But uh, thanks for watching, Ryan. Great as always. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you coming. Make sure you subscribe to Ryan's channel I was on yesterday. It was a good yeah. show. Go watch right, that. Everyone. Go watch that. See you guys.